Bokertov, last time we began chapter 3 of the book of Shemuel, and that was the beginning of Shemuel's initiation into the Nivoah. What's interesting about the way he's initiated is that at first, the first uh, three times, was it two times or three times? The third time he understood it. It was three times, the third time he realized. The third time he realized, and the fourth time he, he said, Daber? No. I think it was the third time. Or the, fir- or the third time he said, Daber. The third time he said, I know what this is, and then the next dream he said, Talk to me. Okay, so the fourth time he said, Talk yes. to me. Okay. Any insight into what, why, it's, why it's going, why it took so long? So maybe it could, one of the Pirushim I heard is that it, it shows poorly on Eli. That Eli does not realize what's going on. It takes him three times to realize what's going on. Oh, come on. Okay. Or, you could, or you could say it represents the humility of Shemuel. Yeah, I thought Shemuel was like, how would God be talking to me right. now? There's it could no represent the humility of Shemuel. It must be somebody else. That Shemuel wouldn't imagine that it's a thing. Now, there was a lot of details in the story that were brought up that... Um, we didn't discuss why they're there Okay, but here are a couple of details um, In those days Visions were not very common Meaning Nebuah was not very common That's one detail Two It was The eyes of Keli had become dimmed Meaning He was losing his eyesight Three, it was late at night and it was right before the light of the menorah went out. So it was like dead in the middle of the night. So what are all these details doing in the story? So these details are to explain why Shemuel would think Eli was calling him. Because Eli was hard of, hear, uh, hard of sight and, he, and it was late at night. So whenever he gets his vision in the middle of the night... He assumes that it's Eli, who he would typically be helping around, that is calling him to help him with something. Okay, so then he goes to Eli's room, and then he says, no, go back to bed, it wasn't me. Alright, so that's what those details are doing there. Um, and the reason in Chazon Nifratz is to explain why it tells us that there, was no, there weren't a lot of visions, is to explain why it's so surprising to Eli and to Shemuel that he'd be getting a Nebuah, because Nebuah was very uncommon in those days. Okay, and then, now we're going to... Um, now we're going to see exactly what the vision is, what Shemuel was told, because Shemuel is now going to turn to the uh, to God, and he's going to he's going to say, "Please speak," and I'm going to hear the vision, and it's going to be Nevoah's Shemuel's first vision. We're going to see what it is. Notice that. Do you remember that there was a Malach Adonai who came to Eli and said something? Yeah, you said you're. you're your whole family and your name is going to be done. Exactly, and then you're going to be like relying on other Kohanim for sustenance, right? Okay, so that's the first Nebuah. That, that was an, I don't know if it was a Nebuah, but that was like, a, like a, a, a pronouncement that was made on the house of Eli, directly to Eli. Was now, that or was that to no, that directly? was to Eli directly, it seems like. Now let's compare the Nebuah that Shemuel gets to what we've just seen. Okay. God said to Shemuel, this is Pasuk 11. And, Shemuel, and God says to Shemuel, Behold, I am doing something in Israel that anybody who hears it, his ears will ring 
What does it mean your ears will ring? You know when the fire alarm goes off, your ears hurt and they start, they start ringing after? Like they, the, they have, you hear the sound of the ring after for like a few seconds, yeah. whenever you hear something very loud. Yeah. That seems to be what the, the idea is. On that day, I'm going to establish, I'm going to bring about for Eli everything that I said about him and his household. It's going to come and he will be destroyed. Translate the last two, the last two words there. I will begin to destroy. Okay. Pasuk 13. And I will thereby tell him that I am judging his household forever. On the sin, because he knew that his sons were cursing me and he did not uh, reprimand them for what they were doing. So by the way, there's an interesting uh, usage here. That his sons were cursing them. That's how it literally translates. So if you look at Rashi, Sometimes the psukim, when they don't want to say something that's egregious, it's really bad, they'll, they'll flip it. So it says, it really, the pasuk should say, because Eli, because you knew that your sons were cursing me, says God, and you did not reprimand them. But you don't want to say that the sons were cursing God. So you say, because they were cursing themselves. And the reader is supposed to realize that when it goes back on themselves, it's, it's just hiding what it's really trying to say. Mm-hmm. Euphemism. Yeah. Could them, could them also be the people who are giving their korban but getting like gypped, so to say? Like, that, was, that is probably the curse, meaning the curse is they're making a mockery out of the temple service. They're making a mockery out of the temple service, which is a chilul Hashem. So they're like, in their essence cursing me. Did they actually curse God? I doubt it. I think it's, it's more like, like their behavior is, a, is an affront to God. You know where else this kind of um, this this grammatical technique is used? When Paro says that the Jews are going to attack us, min ha'aretz, and they will go up from the land. And she says there, he meant to say min ha'aretz, that we would be brought up from land, but he did not want to say it explicitly, so he turned it on them. Same idea. Okay. He says that Eli was aware of what their kids were doing, and he didn't uh, rebuke them for it. Right, exactly. Remember, remember Eli's rebuke was... For the sleeping with the women He did not rebuke them For taking of the temple thing Maybe because Eli had a little He had a little bit of elitism In his bones And he He ate with them He partook of the food As Radak says He partook of the food That they were stealing And therefore I swear To the house of Eli That there will be no kapara For their house With korbanot And with minachot Forever and Shmuel slept until the morning and he opened up the doors of the house of God and Shmuel was scared to tell this thing to Eli. So Shmuel gets this horrible, horrible nevoah about Eli's house and now he has to go and confront Eli and we'll see what happens. He calls to Shmuel, he says, My son, Shmuel, and he says, I'm here. Last night I told you to go, go and receive the nivuah. I'm assuming you did. What is the matter that he ended up saying? What is the matter that he ended up receiving in nivuah? 
I swear to you that you shall not, uh, uh, you shall not uh, hold back anything that, um, that was told to you in the Nebuah. He uses the Lashon It's a Lashon, it's a, it's a language of Shavuah. It's like, I swear on my life that you Will have I to... do that? So it's an interesting thing. So the Chachamim say, from, because Eli kind of cursed him here, or he threatened to curse him if he did not tell him the whole Nebuah, Shimuel ends up having something in common with Eli. And do you know what that is? The Shimuel's sons were not Sadiqim either. They did not go on his path. They were not leaders of Bnei Israel. So, because he cursed him, the Chachamim say from here, when a, when a Chacham pronounces a curse, <coughs> referring to Shemuel. Yeah, when a Chacham pronounces a curse, even if the person fulfills the requirements of the curse, it could still befall him. So Shemuel is going to open up and tell him everything. The curse was, so shall God do to you if you do not tell me the, the Nebuah. It's a... It's not really clear what the curse is, but it seems like it's on, on your life that you have to... Eli knows, knows that it wasn't good. Eli knows that Shemuel is hiding something. He realizes it's, that Shemuel is hiding something. It says in the footnote... Well, the, why is it fall on Shemuel? I don't understand. It's a Midrash. I don't know. It says in the footnote that it says in a Midrash that if you don't tell me... Shmuel, uh, Eli says this. If you, don't, if you do not tell me, may whatever was said to you about me happen to you. Oh, that's nice. If you don't tell me whatever nevuah you received should befall you, now it ends up befalling him. Not exactly, because exactly. Shmuel's line isn't like eradicated, but but he did not. His sons did not follow in his path. Elise is eradicated. Elise gets eradicated. We'll see. I mean, not like we, the, the family of uh, Aviatar is from the house of Elise. And Shemuel told him everything he did not hide from him. By Yomar, Adonai hu atov Adonai hu atov And Eli accepted it. He said it is God's will, and whatever he wants to do, he will do. Shemuel grew up, and God was with him. And nothing that he said was wrong, meaning every nevoah he said became true. Nothing he said fell on the floor. That's the lashon of the of the of the nach. And all of Israel knew that Shemuel was a reliable Navi for God. And God continued to appear in Shiloh because he appeared, he began appearing to Shemuel. Apparently now Nivua becomes more common in Shiloh. It seems like not only to Shemuel but also to other Nivim. Amen. Amen. Amen.